How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Time now for EEI Late Night with Mark Dondero. All right, welcome into WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dondero, filling in for KJ, for Brian Barrett. A lot to get to tonight, a lot to say after a Patriots loss a few days ago, a Celtics loss last night. Um, oh, I have a lot to say on, on those topics. We're going to get into those. Uh, but first, I just want to make a quick comment before we start the show on John Madden. Okay, because first of all, I, I find it crazy that just, what, three days after, and Justin, he's behind the glass. What's up, Justin? Good to be with you. Good to be with you. Um, just, but before we get into the Patriots and Celtics, John Madden, the the fact that he passes away just days after his documentary was released is just crazy to me. And I, I'm so glad he was able to see it. I'm so glad he was able to see the documentary before he died. Um, you know, obviously a legend and everything that's being said online is completely accurate. It's great to see all the tributes getting out there. But I'm going to just real quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list three names for you. Okay? All of them are legends in their own right. Three names. First name, Tommy Lasorda. Second name, Doc Emmerich. Third name, Mario. All three of those names and those people, so to speak, are legends in what they did. Obviously, Tommy Lasorda won two championships with the Dodgers, a baseball lifer and manager and legend. Doc Emmerich with hockey, broadcaster, you know, spanned a generation or more. He was a legend. Everyone loved him. And obviously, you know Mario, you know, gaming, video game guy, video game dude, legend. John Madden was all three of them combined. That's how big of a legend, that's how big of a presence and impact John Madden made. It was incredible. I know the documentary talked about during the 90s, he was basically, you know, other than Michael Jordan, he was the next highest, he was the next biggest pitch man. Um, and the fact that he died just days after the documentary was released is just mind-boggling to me. So rest in peace, John Madden, an absolute legend, a titan of sport. And there was nothing like watching an NFC game with Summerall and Madden on the call. Those were the days. Um, and it's awesome that, you know, obviously he got to – he was on the call for the first Patriots Super Bowl and what Tom Brady just did gave me goosebumps. All of that will go down in lore. That is an unbelievable legend that we witnessed, you know, Coach – Call games and the video game, John Madden, rest in peace. Okay, with that being said, let's talk some football because, 
you know, the Patriots, there's a lot of different directions I want to go with the New England Patriots, especially after the loss that they had to the Bills. Okay? And it pissed me off. And there were a lot of things about that game that unnerved me. There were a lot of things about that game that made me ornery. Um, But then, because I'm a rational guy, I took a step back. Okay? I took a step back and I looked at everything. Uh, And I'm still pissed and there's still things that bother me. But I got to remember something. We all have to remember something here. As disappointing as the losses were to Indy, to Buffalo, the New England Patriots, they're right where we thought they would be and should be at this juncture. They are right on schedule. And I know that's tough to, you know, I'm being positive, and that is tough to fathom right now after two straight losses. I didn't even think I came in here tonight. I didn't even think I was going to be this positive, honestly. But something struck me, and I was thinking about it more and more, and it's true. It is absolutely true. How many of you out there picked the Patriots this year to go, I don't know, 13-4? and four? Not me. This team, after going 7-9 and nine last year, was expected to turn it around, and they have. Mac Jones was expected to be better than Cam Newton, and he is. He's a rookie. Okay, the last two games have been bad. But the Patriots are right on schedule. They are right where they should be. And they're right where, honestly, I think a lot of, a lot of us, myself included, thought they would be. Now, I know the bar can change based on how the season's going. And for a minute there, they had a a grasp on the one seed in the AFC. So we all got greedy, and people started talking about Super Bowls, not me. I didn't think they were going to the Super Bowl. I never have. So maybe that's why I'm less rattled by the last two losses. I picked them to lose both games. I thought they'd lose both games. Um, Now, some of the ways that, you know, the way in which they lost and the way in which things went sideways bother me. But I didn't think they were going to just waltz into Indy and dominate and win that game and and win nine, ten straight games. They had won seven in a row. I didn't think they were going to do that. Um, So I'm not freaking out. And this has been the case the whole year. The Patriots right now can win one way. They can win one way. If they stay on schedule and if they're on script and if they can run the ball and play solid defense and Mac Jones can throw it on his terms, they can win. That's great. They've won a lot of games that way. But this is where I've gotten on Bill Belichick, okay? Because we know that the pay, you know, it was clear pretty early, not right off the bat, but pretty early, it was clear that the Patriots could win this way. You know, it took them a minute, but they found ways to win. They learned how to win, if you want to call it that, after a couple tough losses, after an 0-4 start at home or whatever the record was at home. They found ways to win. Now, was their competition the best? No. They weren't beating the best teams, but they did find ways to win. They won, You win seven in a row in the NFL, that's doing something good. Okay, I don't care who you're playing. It's the NFL. So they found ways to win, but they were not winning multiple ways. Okay, and we have watched this team for 20 years win Super Bowls, be in the AFC Championship game, Tom Brady. Okay, we all have master's degrees in watching a championship level team play. All of us, any fan that's been around, you know, 
that's not five years old has watched what a championship-level football team looks like and knows what they look like and smell like. And we knew, I knew, this team was not that. Not yet. Okay? They could win one way. You know, the New England Patriots right now, I love to play golf. Okay? Haven't been able to play golf in months because of a torn pectoral. It's winter. So, you know, but I love golf. And the New England Patriots right now, they are basically the type of golfer that could win the Honda Classic with a limited field, but they can't win the Masters. The best of the best. They can't win a major. They can't win the U.S. Open. Not right now. Okay? that I mean, you need to be able to hit your driver to win the Masters. You need to be able to hit your driver and have a short game. You know, you need to be able to putt to win the U.S. Open. The Patriots can't, they can win one way. They hit their three wood really well. They can win one way. And when things are going well and there's a certain type of course they're playing, they can play well. Other than that, they're not good enough. They don't have every club in the bag working. And that is how I view this team right now. Will they have it, you know, will they have all those things working come playoff time? No, they won't. I don't think they will. I hope they prove me wrong, but I don't think they will. But Mac Jones is right where he needs to be, okay? For now. That's the key, for now. Now, will he be able to take those next steps? That's the question for another day, and we'll get into that in a little bit. For now, though, I mean, the Patriots are staring right now at, what, 10-7? and Because, I mean, that's assuming they can beat Jacksonville. You hope they can do that. And then if they lose... In Miami, which I'm not predicting. I'm just saying that's on the table, obviously. If they lose in Miami, they're going to be 10-7, and 7, which is exactly where I have them, by the way. Um, and just speaking of Miami real quick, another thought that hit me. Isn't it crazy? The difference. And we got to keep this in mind when we're assessing this team. Everybody does. This is another thing that this region has to deal with because after 20 years and all the dominance and all the great play we've seen from the New England Patriots and the expectations of where they were, we are all guilty now of kind of watching this team the wrong way, if you will. Okay? Think about what the Miami Dolphins have done. They won seven or they lost seven straight games and then they won seven straight games. How is Miami feeling right now? Pretty good. The media, the fan base, the team, the players – They're feeling pretty good. They've won seven straight games. They're back in the playoff hunt. Now, if you go dissect who they've played and the quarterbacks they've played and the teams they've played, it's pretty unimpressive. But again, it's the NFL and you've won seven straight games. Give them credit. But for Miami, that's a great place to be. Where they've been, where they want to go, that's good. Trying to figure out Tua. They've won seven straight. They could be, you know, making a move on the playoffs. The New England Patriots, though, if they had the same season the Dolphins are having right now? Uh Uh-uh. Not even close. That's not good enough. Forget about losing seven straight games. You can't lose three straight games. People would be losing their minds if the Patriots lost three straight games, four straight games. Okay? It just goes to show you when you're looking at how these teams, you know, are viewed and their expectations, it's different. The Patriots are right on schedule. The question will be, can they ascend and they, can they continue to take step forward, steps forward, you know? Because other teams in this city have not been able to do that. 
Will the Patriots be able to do that? And Bill Belichick's presence gives me confidence in that. You know, we'll see if they're able to do that. Because I want to make sure that this team is taking the steps they need to take. That's been some of the things that have frustrated me this season, honestly. Okay? Because it's been clear that the Patriots can run the ball. That's been established. And that that's great come playoff time. But you know what else needs to happen come playoff time? A quarterback has to be special. You can't win the Super Bowl without a quarterback being special. We've seen that. This is the way the NFL works now. Okay? You can't win the Super Bowl unless the quarterback is special. And I'm more, you know, to me, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, I mean, Josh McDaniels, you can throw him in there, but this is ultimately on Bill Belichick. Have they allowed Mac Jones the opportunity to be special? I don't know. Okay? Now, eventually, they're going to have to. And they've, you know, he's had, I guess he's by default had chances in Indy when they get down to Buffalo when they get down. He's tried to be special. Uh, But you can't just throw him in there and hope he's special if you're not working on it in practice. I don't know how it's going in terms of are they, are they trying to find ways and learn how in practice to win games outside of just running the ball and playing good defense? Because we know they can win that way. We know that's the way they want to win. But you can't just rely on one way of winning. Now, the way I see it is you have two choices. You either try to find another way to win and work on finding other ways to win, or you just resign to the fact that you're not going to be able to win the biggest of games, and if it doesn't work the one way, you just pack it up and that's it. You go home. Okay? You can't win playoff games. You don't stay on schedule during playoff games. You don't do it. So if you can't win in multiple ways, you're lost. Now, it's also a talent thing. Um, You know, don't get me wrong here. The Patriots have some good players, but they don't have great players. You know, Josh Allen was the best player on the field the other night. That was clear. And that's why the Patriots lost that game. Players make plays. Plays don't make players. Is a quote from a high school football coaching legend in Massachusetts, Charlie Stevenson. And he's right. Bill Belichick would absolutely, positively agree with that statement. It's about the players, ultimately, on the field that determine the games. And, you know, as good as the Patriots are and as good as coaching has been here in New England, you need to have the players execute what the coaches are doing. Now, the coaches had plenty of miscues the other night. The other afternoon, whatever, okay? Because I was saying to myself, on that third and 10, what was it, in the third quarter, the rare third down, third and long, from the Buffalo side of the field, by the way. I don't think they had any in the first half. But I said to my, I said out loud, don't let what's-his-name beat you. What was his name? McKenzie? I don't even remember his name. Because he hadn't done anything before that game. Don't let him beat you. Now, he's not some star, but that day he was. And what happened? The next play. There he goes, and and Miles Bryant is trying to guard him one-on-one, chasing him across the field, and the third down is converted. That guy had been beating you all game long, and there was not one adjustment made. I don't blame Miles Bryant. I blame coaching. That was directly on the coaching, and that was right during the span of time where you had a chance. If you get the ball back there, 
you have a chance to go down. You know, you had a little bit of momentum, not that much momentum, but you had a little bit of momentum, and you had a chance to go down and take the lead. Okay? But they couldn't do it. Because Isaiah McKenzie was ripping the defense apart. And they didn't make an adjustment in the second half, deep into the second half, on a key third. And t- I wasn't worried about Diggs. Everyone knew about Diggs. Okay? J.C. Jack- they were doing- and J.C. Jackson, by the way, had an awful game. One of his worst games. He's a great player, but he had an awful game. That was an awful time for an awful game. Okay, he got burned on the touchdown. He dropped the interception. I know it was tougher than it looked, but you're an all-pro. You know, you're the Pro Bowl cornerback. You're Mr. Lockdown Island. Whatever he said last week, you got to make that play. This team needs you. You don't have that many playmakers. You got to make that play. But Isaiah McKenzie is the one that burns you, and the Patriots could not make an adjustment. They couldn't do it. And that's what that's demoralizing about that game. Now, another positive I will say is despite the fact that that game for the most part, both of the games, Indy and Buffalo, felt hopeless for stretches. For stretches. That's the positive, though. Somehow, the Patriots were, you know, in a position to sort of maybe, you know, win the game. That was interesting to me. And that said something to me about their fight, about, you know, some of the ways that they they battle and they match up. That was good. But ultimately, they lost the game because of the Patriots' poor play. That's why they lost the game. Now, I know that the, the refs came under fire against the Bills. The refs sucked. Okay, that was a joke. The call on Jones where he, we, they threw the flag and they picked it up, absolute joke. Okay, that was an absolute joke. It was laughable. It, that was as bad as uh, a few years ago when it was the, against the Chiefs, Jerome Boger blowing some of those calls. But that is not why the Patriots lost on Sunday to Buffalo, okay? They lost because Allen was a beast. They lost because Buffalo wanted it more. And they lost because the Bills were better. That's why they lost. Like I said, right now the New England Patriots are the Matt Castle Patriots. They win games that they're supposed to win, but when you really have to go up against a good team, a top quarterback, they they don't have enough to get it done. All right? And, you know, again, Mac Jones is where he's supposed to be. But now it's about taking the next steps. And there's no reason why that can't start right now. You know, I know that it's probably unlikely that it's going to start in the playoffs where all of a sudden Mac Jones will come up with this 325-yard, three-touchdown effort against one of the best defenses in the league. It's probably not going to happen. Um, even though the, the Patriots are going to know how teams are going to play them. They're going to play them. Bodies at the line of scrimmage. They're going to dare Mac Jones to beat them. They're going to dare them to throw it down the field. And we'll see if he's able to do it. Now, I'd like for the Patriots to start a little bit faster. And I'd like for them to plan to have to do it. But this was more than just, oh, the, the receivers weren't good enough. And they're not good enough in large stretches. You know, in Indy, I didn't think they were good enough. Buffalo, same thing. At times. But Mac Jones was bad the other day. And that's, you know, he got exposed because he couldn't run it. And the defense didn't have control of the game. And the defense, you know, was worse than Mac Jones. But it's got to be said, for a a lot of this year, the Patriots had been losing games not because of Mac Jones. Now they're losing games because of Mac Jones. If you want to say it's a rookie wall, that's go, you know, fine. I don't buy it. I don't think it is. That's not what I'm going to say. 
but it's tough to win games when your quarterback um, is on a downward trend. And that's where he is right now. The Patriots do have the Jaguars to help him get out of that. That's a great situation if you want to, you know, try to have a game that can help you get back on track. But this, is, this isn't, you know, we're back to where there's no guarantee here. There is no guarantee um, that the Patriots are going to be able to get back on track just because it's the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to, to Foxborough this week. I bet that they would, but there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. You know, I'm just rattled because of the Celtics and Bruins, honestly. That's why I, I love the fact that Mac Jones has, has established himself as, you know, a prospect that we can be excited about. Does Bill Belichick feel that way? I think so. But we're going to talk about that in a little bit um, because there is one thing that Bill Belichick isn't doing that worries me. We'll get to that. But despite the fact that Jones is where he needs to be, You know, when what has he done this year? And I asked this a few weeks ago. And the fact that I'm still asking it sort of worries me. What's Mac Jones's signature moment this year? That, that I mean, I don't – does he have one? I, I don't know if he has one. I mean, I guess the Tampa game, that was his signature. I mean, he played well. He outplayed Brady in that game. And uh, based on what I was told – Tom Brady was injured for that game, and I know the weather was, you know, might have been a factor. I didn't think it would be with Brady, but there was weather, and Belichick had a good game plan and all that. I was told that he was injured and that he was barely able to lift his shoulder above his neck before that game. So I don't know if that played into his poor play. Whatever, that's a we don't need to discuss that right now. Mac Jones's signature moment is probably that game. I mean, he had some other good throws, a good thing here against the Browns, you know, whatever. But we're talk- when we talk signature moment, you're talking about big wins, big moments, big plays, and big spots. What's his signature moment? You know, he, he doesn't really have one. Now, I don't fully put that on Jones. I, I think the Patriots, um, it's, you know, I think the Patriots have sort of played into that because I wonder how often they prioritize putting Mac Jones you know, on center stage because during the games, I don't see it. And I'm frustrated that they haven't prioritized that more. You know, I'm frustrated that I don't see the hurry up more early in the game. I'm frustrated that it's always about running and defense. I want them to be able to play. I want them to do those things. I don't want to make it sound like I'm poo-pooing running and defense. I love defense. Nobody loves good quality championship defense more than me. But I also understand you can't win that way. You can't win the Super Bowl that way. You can't win big games that way. Okay? You need to capitalize when you have a competent quarterback, which the Patriots didn't have last year. They seem to have one this year. Okay? He looks good. Why can't he throw more? Why can't you work on that more? Why can't you emphasize that more in practice? Why can't that be more of your culture, your identity? Why? Is it the wide receivers? Is it Jones? They have they have not prioritized throwing it all year long. They haven't. And maybe that you know if they had, Mac would have looked. Mac might have looked like Peyton Manning his rookie year. 
Real bad interceptions all over the place. I mean, they've won the way they've won, so you give them credit there. But at some point, you have to take out the driver. You know, you have to figure out how to hit that club, especially down the stretch when the biggest games are coming up. And they haven't done that. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that means something. Okay, and I thought of something that occurred last year that at the time confused me and made no sense to me. But then we all figured out what Bill Belichick was thinking. And we all understood what Bill Belichick meant when this unfolded. And we understood at that time and going forward what we didn't understand before. Bill Belichick just knew it before everyone and was letting us know. We just didn't know that he was letting us know. And I'm going to ask when we get back if that's what's going on with Mac Jones. Because here we are late in the year, and the only time we see them really open it up is when they're down and when the game has gone sideways. And we still see, I still see more trick plays than I want to see. Okay, Now, I appreciate the creativity and working on all that crap, but I want to see offense, and and I don't want to see trick plays because trick plays smell like desperation to me. That was last year. That was Cam Newton trick plays. Okay, they have a they have a place. You know, the the Steelers use a trick play in the Super Bowl. Julian Edelman trick play to create a spark. Ravens twenty fourteen divisional round. That's fine, to a point. But we got trick plays every day, all day. You know, every game. I feel like I'm seeing trick plays. What does all that mean, and why are we seeing all that? And is Bill Belichick trying to tell us something? I don't know, but I'm going to ask that question and answer that question as best I can. After we get the trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. 34 players across the NFL are placed on the COVID reserve list today. That number significantly down from yesterday when we saw 96 players added to the list. Three more Patriots were added to the list today. Those players were Brian Hoyer, Brandon King, and Josh Uche. They joined Matthew Judon and Jawan Bentley in the COVID protocols. The Jaguars added three more players to the COVID list themselves. They are now up to 13. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the NFL and the NFLPA have adopted the new CDC guidelines that will now reduce the quarantine time from 10 days to 5 days for all COVID-positive players who are asymptomatic, including those who are unvaccinated, which means anyone placed on the COVID reserve list today or yesterday has a chance to play. The Celtics lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves last night 108-103, The Celtics shot just 37% from the field as they lost to a team that literally did not know each other. Listen to this cut from Greg Monroe. Taylor Noel played awesome tonight. I didn't know who he was. Celtics next game will be a home game against the Clippers Wednesday night. Tip-off for that one set for 730. And some sad news out out of the football world. NFL legend John Madden passed away unexpectedly this morning at the age of 85. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we're right back to eei late night with mark dondero on eei well i can tell you amina members of this patriots organization are baffled as to why the Patriots started as slowly as they did today, understanding everything that was on the line in this game, understanding how a slow start to last week's game in Indianapolis ended up killing them. And so for them to come out the way that they did, to have penalties, to have an interception by Mac Jones, to have poor execution on both sides, their first offensive drive of the game, three plays, negative three yards. You can't do that against a good football team. This Buffalo Bills team, while we've been critical of them all year long, and rightfully so at times, they are a good football team, and you had the division on the line today, and you came out and you laid an egg, and then you're trying to play catch-up, and we know this team is not really built to play catch-up the way they're built offensively. All right, that was Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston. Um, Mark Dondero here with you, WEI Late Night, 617-779-7937 if you want to jump in. Um, so, Phil, ex- you know, explaining that members of the organization baffled <laughs> That the Patriots started slow. I, I don't understand. I, I don't know what there is to be baffled about. Um, you know, the Buffalo Bills, basically from the jump, were trying to get Mac Jones to to pass it over their heads. They were trying to get Mac Jones to throw it down the field, something he really hasn't proven he can do consistently all year. That was the game plan. Everyone knew it. It was, the, it was essentially the game plan the Colts put in play. The Patriots had issues with that. He had, I mean, Jones, the the quarterback of the people, you know, apparently making this comment, he hasn't been able to do it all year. Why did you think that was going to happen against a good defense in a hungry Buffalo Bills team? Unless I'm missing something. I, I mean, you can tell that, you know, this is what I'm talking about. 
have the Patriots been preparing Mac Jones for these situations, especially early in the game? Like, this isn't their identity, okay? So the Bills tried to take the Patriots out of their identity, and the Patriots have not proven that when they get out of their, you know, when they get knocked off their spot, they can handle that well. So I don't understand why you were so confused, organizational members. What was confusing? That was what they tried to do? You you know, everyone around the league knows that's what you have to do. And the Patriots, Jones, et cetera, have not proven they can handle it effectively. So I wasn't surprised that he had some issues. You know? It was clear. Um... You know, I I think that the Patriots should be more, I think they should be prioritizing more helping Mac Jones along to try to get them into a situation where, you know, as Phil said there, as we all can see, they're not built to come back. You know, I want them to be built to come back in games because in the playoffs, when it matters, I know he's a rookie. He's a rookie. But ultimately, you know, we don't have a lot of, I see a part of my, part of my angst here is Bill Belichick in his age. He's older. I don't know how many more years he's going to coach. You know, maybe he'll coach five more years, but I don't know. I want them to win now. You know, the roster, you got the quarterback on the rookie contract. I want them to win now. Um, but I don't see how it was a big shock that they, you know, that the Patriots struggled. Which brings me to my next point. And I'm actually, now that I'm thinking of it more, I'm glad that Phil said that, and I'm glad he heard people talking about that. Because I'm, I've been wondering if Bill Belichick has been trying to tell us something. You know, with the fact that the Patriots do want to run the ball and play defense, and they are not prioritizing Mac Jones early in games. They're not trying to open it up and have him five wide, throw it all over the yard, down the field. They're not doing those things, and I know he's a rookie, but they're not doing those things. And you know what this reminded me of a little bit or has reminded me of? Do you remember last year when Cam Newton, um, what happened? He get COVID? I think he got COVID. Was that what happened, Justin, when he yes, couldn't play? Yes, going, going into the Chiefs game, the Chiefs he game. tested positive he got and COVID. missed that game. Yes. Okay, so he missed the Chiefs game. And who did I think was going to step in there and play? I was ready and waiting for King Stidham. Jared Stidham. I thought we were going to finally see Jared Stidham. He had, you know, he had generated a little bit of buzz tra- in training camp and preseason. And we, I thought that, hey, you know, he had generated some buzz. Maybe he's going to go out there and play, you know, because Newton was down. Now, I forget at the time, like, if, if we knew that Brian Hoyer was officially the number two backup. But I thought we were going to see a little bit more Stidham. And I know we saw him in that game later, but Brian Hoyer started that game. And that right there taught me a big lesson because Bill Belichick obviously knew what, I don't know, all of us didn't know, that Stidham can't play and couldn't play. Because I thought that at that point, he was going to play. And it was clear that after that decision was made and with how Brian Hoyer played that night, now I know Stidham went in, 
But the fact that they didn't start with him and they went with Brian Hoyer, the veteran, who all he needed to do was not do everything that he did do in that game. Okay. Brian Hoyer. Very nice. I, you know, I, he's a great guy. He's been around a long time. You know, he's like the Cam Newton. Like, I love him. I want to have dinner with him. But that game, it was disgusting. Okay. And I, I, the Stidham thing, you know, it was Bill Belichick telling us something. He can't play. And it was building up over time. You know, they went out and they got Cam Newton. Then Cam Newton started. Cam Newton sucked. And not only that, even after he continued to suck and continued to suck, did Jared Stidham ever get in? Did they ever give Stidham a look? Even later in the year last year, 2020, we all started to wonder, all right, it's spiraling out of control. We're losing grasp on the season. You're going to give Stidham a look? You know, put him in a game. Okay, he's not performing well in practice maybe, but he might be just a gamer. Maybe you see how he looks in the game. Throw him out there, see what happens. What do you have to lose? Did he ever go out there? (laughs) He never went out there. And then they went on and they drafted Mac Jones, thankfully. But that was Bill Belichick telling us something, even beyond the Chiefs game, going down the road later in the year last year. Stidham wasn't even worth a look. He can't play. That became clear. I'm worried that this is a similar situation because Mac Jones isn't a rookie anymore. You know, I know he still is, but we've heard the phrase, we've heard the term. He's not a rookie anymore. He's played in X amount of games. You know, it's the end of the regular season. It feels like, especially with where the Patriots are, especially with where they were two weeks ago, that this team had an opportunity to see something. I mean, they were the number one seed in what, weeks 14, 13? Why haven't we seen the Patriots try to be a little bit more dynamic and try to win games in other ways and be more prepared to win games in other ways, especially when you have a competent quarterback under center? Why haven't we seen it? Why haven't they tried that more? Why haven't they tried to show us something different featuring Mac Jones? It's still every game. Run it, play defense, take the air out of the ball, shorten the game, Try to let Mac throw on his terms. Every game it's been that way. And I'm worried that Bill Belichick is trying to tell, not trying to tell us, but is telling us something about maybe Mac Jones and his ceiling. Maybe. I'm worried about that. Um, at my core, do I think Mac Jones ultimately will be viewed as limited or a bust, you know, even worse? No, I don't. No, I don't. I believe in Mac Jones still. But I can't shake the worry. I mean, we never saw Jared Stidham. When Newton was in there, we never saw him, even when he sucked, even when he was out and Hoyer played. He was telling us something that we didn't know at the time. We couldn't understand why after everything that we've been watching all year, you wouldn't put Stidham in and give him a look. Belichick knew. I'm worried he knows something else. I mean, otherwise he's just saying, well, he's a rookie and we're not going to do with that. We're not going to deal with that or we're not going to dive into that during his rookie year. It's too, he's too early for that. I don't think that's what he would do. I mean, if he thinks the kid is good enough to play, why can't he be good enough to do the things necessary to win big games? I mean, if he's not, Stidham, don't play him. So I'm concerned mildly that that's what's going on here. Bill Belichick is telling us that maybe this kid isn't quite as good as we think or maybe his ceiling isn't quite as high as we think. 
I hope not. Again, I still believe in Mac Jones. I love the pick. I love his demeanor. I love his leadership. I love his mentality. You know, I haven't I haven't seen anything that has truly soured me. Um, and he's still probably going to be the offensive rookie of the year. We'll see how he finishes up. But that is uh, just a thought I had. Thinking back to last year as we kind of navigate still through these uncharted waters post-Tom Brady. Because the, the Stidham thing last year rattled me. Uh, the whole year, from a quarterback perspective, rattled me. I'd been reassured after Mac Jones. But then I had this thought, and I just wanted to voice it. Okay. The other thing that the Patriots need to acknowledge. They need weapons. Okay. Tom Brady, the deodorant that was Tom Brady, that's gone. Mac Jones isn't deodorant. He's not good enough. He's not there yet. Okay, not yet. You let Stephon Gilmer get away, that's fine. Defense has been fine. Secondary especially, they've been fine. But at this stage of Mac Jones's progression and at this stage of your season, you know, with the way your team is right now, without the superstar, you know, at least the superstar at the most important position, you, you, can't, you need a shower every single day. Okay, and you need wide receivers that are going to help this quarterback play. Nothing against the guys that you've got out there now. They're, they are a hard-working bunch. They are. And, they, you know, they may, Kendrick Bourne's made some plays. I like Kendrick Bourne. He's made some plays. And Hunter Henry's made some plays. John New Smith, I have no idea. I don't even know what to say. Okay, and, and Aglor, he's been overpaid. He's overpaid. He's been a disappointment. He's injured, you know. And, like, I'm sure Nikhil Harry's a nice man. But that you know, I you I can't talk about his football because that's just um, you know he's asking for a trade and then he's playing football and he gets hurt and he's dropping. But I just it's a bad thing. He bad things just happen when the ball goes near him for the most part. So I'm done with Nikhil Harry. You know, good for him. I hope he I hope he has a good future in football. Just it's not it can't be here. Um, but this team needs to find a way to prioritize getting more weapons. They don't have the weapons necessary. And I used to be a guy that, you know, like in 2003, David Givens and those types of players were fine. You didn't need the top wide receivers to win. I think you do now. I think those guys are bigger difference makers now than they've ever been. And when you don't have an elite quarterback, it's even more important. The Patriots need to find a way to find elite wide receiving talent. Okay, elite. They need to find a way. And if that means doing something that Bill Belichick really has never done or hates to do or whatever, you got to do it. Witness maybe going outside the organization and finding somebody that knows how to identify a friggin' wide receiver. Call the Steelers. Call the Vikings. They find ways to get wide receivers. I don't know how, but they do. Okay? They draft them. They develop them. They get them. You've got to find a way to get him. And, you know, maybe you can sign one. Maybe that guy's out there. I'm not talking Wes Welker. I'm talking a bona fide number one. When it's on, when it's money time, you know everyone knows the ball's going to him. The ball goes to him, and he still produces. That's the type of guy this team needs now. Why? Not only does it help your passing game. <laughs> That's obvious. But it also is, is a key part of hey if you have a really good wide receiver especially a guy that can play outside the numbers 
that's the type of player that can get you chunk yards, that can help you come back, that can stretch the field and allow for a quarterback that might not be playing well to make up a, a chunk of, you know, a big, not just a chunk of yardage, but make up for a lot of bad plays and get your team back in the game quickly. If a receiver is able to do that, you know, you're bailed out of a lot of bad situations. Or, like what we saw the other day against the Bills. Buffalo didn't need that, what I just said. They didn't need to be bailed out because their quarterback couldn't move the ball. But on money downs, you know, you can go to him. Stephon Diggs, huge touchdown right in J.C. Jackson's face. That is the type of thing that a wide a number one wideout does. And that's what the Patriots don't have. Players make plays. Plays don't make players. You need a guy that he, he can just be better. He can just be special. And they haven't had that for years. They have to find a way to get that, especially if, if we're talking about going forward and Mac Jones going into year two and trying to take those next steps and bring this team, you know, not be the Celtics, not be the Bruins, 20, you know, finding a way to get back to where you want to be and to take the next steps to get you to a championship situation. Because the Patriots with Bill Belichick and after all the spending, we like to think aren't that far off. We like to think. I mean, they had a great draft. They got all these free agents. You found your quarterback of the future, presumably. You know, that equation combined with the greatest head coach of all time, you shouldn't be far off. And I don't think they will be next year. This year, they feel a little bit further off, although they do appear to be on track. We'll see how the season ends. But you need that guy to put you over the top, and why should I have any faith in the world that Bill Belichick is going to be able to draft that guy? I have no faith, zero. As great as he is, there's no way he's going to be able to find that guy in the draft. I just, I can't imagine he's going to. You've got to find help. You've got to find a way. You've got to either, if you can't get him in free agency, you've got to find a way to acquire a wide receiver. Scouting drafting multiple guys, whatever you have to do to get Jones some help, you got to do. You got to find a way. Because it just hasn't been good enough, and this guy is going to need some help. Um, all right, when we get back there, you know, I've been positive for the most part. Um, but I want to, you know, Nick Wright, he, he kind of, he rips Mac Jones. He rips the guy. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this is still the leading candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I just want to hear when we get back what Nick Wright had to say. We're going to react to that. This is WEEI Late Night. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What you want to hear, EEI Late Night with Mark Dondero on EEI. And what I saw was a team that was coaching around its quarterback. And a team that had Wilds like, oh, we have so many ways to win. We can beat you this way. No, 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 no. You have one way to win. Get out to a lead, run the ball, let Belichick work his voodoo on the other coaches, and coast in. But at the first sign of adversity, at the first sign of, hey, Mac, can you complete a pass? And he's like, yeah, I did that at Alabama a lot. It's like, yeah, it's a little different. You don't have three first-round wide receivers running wide open. We need tight windows. We need good decisions. We need third-down conversions. Mac Jones is like, oh, boy. They didn't tell me it was going to be like this at the trademark office. And instead, he's 14 of 32. <laughs> he has a 31 passer rating. He's a total – sometimes a guy's numbers are awful, and it's like, oh, he played better than that. Mac's numbers were awful, Wilds, no. and he played worse than that. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. So that was Nick Wright on First Things First on Fox Sports. Um, look, a lot of what he said – from the game yesterday or Sunday was true. Mac Jones, and that's why I'm asking the question. Is Bill Belichick trying to tell us something about Mac Jones? Because he is being, um, you know, they were coaching around him, and it feels that way too often than not. The one thing I will say to Nick Wright is let's not become prisoner of the moment here, Okay. Is this guy the next Patrick Mahomes? No. We know that. I don't even know if he's the next Justin Herbert. His rookie stats aren't as good as Herbert's. But make no mistake about it. Mac Jones can play. Mac Jones is a baller. Mac Jones is productive. Mac Jones is somebody that I am more than comfortable building a franchise around. We'll see. But as of right now, he's accurate. He's smart. He's a leader. Okay, this guy's going to be a winner. Okay? He's going to be a winner, and just because he doesn't have dynamic, you know, stats as a rookie, good stats, you know, if he has a good last two games, he could still get that touchdown-to-interception ratio close to 2-1. to one. He's at 18-12. to 12. Could get close to 2-1, to one depending on how he plays. 3,300 yards and counting. Good stats. I'd like to see him take over a game once. You know, it'd be nice to see him put a game on his shoulders and win a game. But this guy's going to be a baller. Okay? It'll just depend on, you know, 
what kind of help does he get going forward? Does he have a wide receiver he can lean on? Does he have a dynamic offense around him and weapons, skill position players like, I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes. He's got skill position. I mean, he's got weapons. He's got Andy Reid. You know, it's funny because we're used to seeing other quarterbacks, you know, the guys at wherever the Jets are, Zach Wilson, or even Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer, that bozo down there. They have no help. They have no support. Baker Mayfield. I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy, but he's had limited support in Cleveland. He has had issues, you know, with how many offensive coordinators, how many head coaches. You know, that messes up a young quarterback. Usually, it's the Patriots that benefit from the stability, okay? In this instance, the Chiefs, if you talk about Mahomes, who's the best of the best, he's benefited not just from the stability. I mean, he's got this great offensive coordinator that nobody will hire. And he continues to come back, and, you know, he's been in Kansas City uh, how many years? Three years? He's got weapons. He's got a great head coach who specializes in offense. I mean, it's a perfect scenario for a talented quarterback like Pat Mahomes. You know, Mac is usually the one, you know, the Patriots quarterback is usually the one who benefits from those types of things. And Mac is, other than the weapons. Doesn't have the same type of weaponry. And you have to get it. You have to get it if you want to maximize his potential. But yeah, you know, I the Patriots do appear to be coaching around him at times, and my question is why? Why? Because there's only two answers to me. It's either, well, we just aren't comfortable doing that because we think the way to win is to run the ball and we're okay with not doing the other things that you do to win playoff games. Throw the ball, throw the ball when the other team knows you're going to throw the ball, you know, throw the ball down the field, throw the ball in ways that you need to be able to throw the ball to come back in games. We're not doing that. Or the other answer is we just don't believe in the guy. He just sucks. Or he's not good enough to do those types of things. That's, those are the only two options to me. So, I, you know, I'm wondering if that's going to become a storyline as we go forward. And that won't be for a little while, you know, next year. Because, again, it's worth mentioning. And you should know this if you watch football, if you watch college football especially. These quarterbacks, don't talk to me about Josh Allen. Okay, I know it happens. But more often than not, it happens right away. These quarterbacks coming out of college, they throw the ball more. Especially a guy coming out of a a system. You know, Nick Saban has embraced throwing the football. He's embraced the high-flying passing attacks. If you produce in college, you should be able to come into the NFL You'll take your lumps, but you should be able to produce. You know, this isn't 2002, you know, Carson Palmer on the clipboard and waiting for his turn, whatever. This is, you know, these quarterbacks can come out and play well fast. And more often than not, you see a quarterback play well early and then tail off, opposed to what we saw Josh Allen do, who, you know, what he did. He came out, he didn't play well, and then he really got better once Brian Dayball got there, once Sean McDermott kind of stabilized things or whatever. That is not the norm anymore. Usually the quarterback, if he can play, if he can play, he comes out, he starts fast, and then if anything, he he comes back down to earth. Now, I don't think that's necessary. I think Mac Jones is going to continue to improve. Um, 
But we have to see because this isn't, you know, there's no guarantee like we've seen with other teams in this city. Haven't prioritized winning other ways. You see, I said this back during the first game of the year when they played the Dolphins. Why weren't they trying to win in other ways? Why weren't they? Why did it feel like they were trying to win by three points and eke it out? Now they almost did. If Damian Harris didn't fumble, they would have. But why did it feel like they were trying to eke out wins? I didn't get that. And it still feels like they're doing that, even though we're in winning time, even though they had a grasp on the number one seed. And I don't, you know, it's great that they were able to get into that position. So maybe that's their defense, but you know that's not going to work. You know you can't just ride that to the Super Bowl. So why haven't we been trying to cultivate another form of an identity? I don't get it. I don't understand it. And it's really something, I think, to monitor going forward. You know, that game the other day, you know, it pissed me off. Josh Allen wasn't just the best player on the field. He was cerebral. Okay? He didn't force anything. How many times did he check it down and get eight, nine yards? You know, he didn't force it when they were in zone. When the Patriots were playing zone, check down. Took what they gave him. Then when he had to be special, he was. A few of the plays that they didn't make weren't really on him. Allen was being special even during incompletions in some instances. That's a concern. Um, You know, and that's something that the Patriots have to think about when they look at their own quarterback. Can he do, not necessarily what Josh Allen can do, not many people can, especially when he's having one of his good games. But can he be special when you need him to be special, even if it's just occasionally? Why haven't they let Mac? Why hasn't Mac Jones been special this year? Especially with all the promise he's shown. You know, I'm trying not to get paranoid about it, but with all the pa- with all the positive momentum he has garnered this season, wh- why hasn't there been a time where he has been special? Or I could say that's his signature moment. That was Mac Jones's moment from his rookie year. I want to be able to see that or say that. And it can happen in the playoffs. That would be the best time for it. So we're not done here. We don't know. But to this point, I, I just haven't seen it. And I'm worried based on Bill Belichick's behavior and Josh McDaniel's behavior that it's not going to happen. But let's not forget that as a rookie quarterback, handling New England, handling the Patriots, the expectations that come with it, the just being in this region and all the, all the pressure that is put on the team, Mac Jones has done a damn good job, and he is where he should be now. The reason we're frustrated is because he's shown symptoms of being even better, even more special than he is, and we just haven't seen him kind of go all the way. We haven't seen those types of things come to fruition yet. I think it's time they can, they should, or they can, but we haven't seen it yet. But we can't, you can't lose sight of the fact, Nick Wright, that Mac Jones has had a good season, and that this guy is on the come up, and that any any team would be lucky to have him, okay? Because you can't make those comments and crush Mac Jones 
and then look around the rest of the landscape of rookie quarterbacks and say, well, that guy's going to be good. No. You know, if Mac Jones doesn't have promise, then neither of those other guys. And I don't care what their coaches were. You know, you got to be a little bit better than you've been, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, if you're going to be special. You know, you're supposed to change the culture. You're supposed to make some plays. You're supposed to overcome some of the deficiencies of your head coach. And neither guy, at least, in the, you know, from where I'm sitting, has done that. But at least the Patriots aren't the Celtics. Okay, and when we get back, you know, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think the Celtics are right now. Okay, and after that loss the other night, we have to ask a few questions. We're going to try to answer a few questions about the Boston Celtics. This is WEI Late Night. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.